welcome to Mixed Feelings, a podcast about news, politics, and pop culture on the Relay FM network. I'm Quinn Rose, and I'm here as always with my co-host Jillian Parker. Hi, everyone. Hi, Quinn. Hey, Jillian. How are you doing? <laughs> We're doing well. I'm doing well, but I'm kind of sad because I'm not with you. So, yeah. Sorry, everyone who's listening to this. Um, if you hear some weird noise in the background, this is just me trying to record in a different location than our podcast master. Yeah, and it it is amazing. Uh, we've been doing this podcast for a while now, and you still have no idea how to work any microphone or Skype. Yeah, I literally texted Quinn, and I was like, okay, so like, how do you want to do this? Like, Do you want to FaceTime? And she was like, no, like Skype is better. And I was like, oh, okay, let me just download it real quick. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? It's fine. We're here now. Hopefully you are making a sound recording of some kind. I didn't check. I'm just going to assume you've got it. Yeah, we're good. We're good, fam. Yeah, the reason we're in different locations is because I'm home, um, in my actual home, which is cool, except for the internet connection is terrible, so we're struggling all around. Except I would make the argument that the internet at school isn't as great either, but... At least it's when it does work, it works, but it's just the reliability is not really a thing here. Yeah, the internet at school is fine um, because while it's not great, I would still describe it as functional. And the thing is, like, there are so many other places that offer internet as well that you can just, like, walk to, aka Starbucks, aka where I've been spending every morning <laughs> of my life. Uh, of course. Yeah, so Quinn is home and I'm still at school um, because I'm working my school's graduation. So also cleaning rooms. So that's fun. Yeah, I just learned how to clean a bathroom. So now I'm sort of domestic. Right, Quinn? Wow. Okay, first of all, you just learned how to clean a bathroom? Okay, well, clean a bathroom well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I cleaned the bathroom so well that now I have to redo all the ones that this other team did and make it better. So this is what happens when you're good at things, I guess. You're forced to fix other people's mistakes. That is exactly what happens when you're good at things. This is Jillian's job now, by the Ugh. way. For the time being. Yeah, this is my life. I've been sleeping for like 10 hours a night while you've been cleaning bathrooms. I've been getting enough sleep, though. That's good. That's a nice, pleasant change after a semester, I will say. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, let's get started. Yeah, so first of all... I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I do. But things keep happening at the rate at which I cannot keep up with as a human being. Um, so we are recording approximately one hour after there was a very sudden announcement that they've appointed a special prosecutor onto the case of the investigation into Trump's and his team's connection with Russia, um, which is something that I didn't expect to happen, so I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, and that's on the tail of a, a week full of other totally random and fast-moving news about this whole case. So, uh... Yeah, so literally just now, um, Deputy Attorney um, Rod, Rod Rosenstein appointed Robert Mueller to serve as the special counsel to oversee this investigation. Um, and so it's... It's interesting because he's actually, you know, a pretty objective person to do the job. Um, so that's good. Yeah, they got someone qualified for once. <laughs> Literally, first time for everything. 
Well, it'll be interesting. Again, this news was announced like an hour ago, so obviously hasn't started doing any work yet. But it will be interesting to see how the case goes from here now that there's actually, you know, the beginnings of a qualified team on the case. Definitely. Um, And Russia has been, you know, in the news a lot lately with Trump, especially, you know, since he was, um, since he may or may not have leaked very, very secret information during one of his meetings. So, I mean, I think we have that pretty confirmed. (laughs) Like, what if... Why? He just wants to share share information. Uh, I just don't understand why they let him talk at meetings. Yeah, why why do they let him talk ever? Why do they why do they let him function? <laughs> like, you know how on TV um like news news shows you have the teleprompter? I think that should be Trump but for real life. Where he just has to have a teleprompter 100% of the time? Yes. He doesn't even use a teleprompter when he's actually speaking. He was speaking for um, a military graduation today and started complaining about how he's the most unfairly treated politician in history. And everyone was like, you know they actually killed some of the presidents, right? Like, someone shot Lincoln in the head. You are definitely not the most mistreated politician in history. I mean, I definitely think at that, what he was talking about, you know, the whole, how the media reports on him and how, like, even the things that he does not terribly wrong are criticized. Um, and But that's like, he sort of brought that onto himself. So, like, I'm not saying I feel pity for him, but um, I definitely do think that the media is harsher on him than they have been on a lot of other presidents. But, like, they should be because it's him, you know? Yeah, I'm also, I'm not really sure they have been harsher on him, or if he just does so many wrong things. Oh yeah, there's a very fine line. We can't tell the difference. When you're doing that many things wrong, it's kind of hard to see, there's there's no comparison here, you know? It's hard to have, I mean, I guess Bush was pretty bad, but not in the same way. <laughs> but Bush was consistent. Like, yes, he messed up, but like, it was more spaced out, I feel. Like, with Trump, it's just a disaster. Like, a dumpster fire every day. It is true, yeah. Again, we're on, what, like, a day 113 or something like that? <laughs> it's it's all been very fast. Yeah, like, with Bush, like, the political disasters or whatever that happened during his administration, like, they happened at uh, kind of close together, but there was enough time for us to get over it and sort of, like, mentally prepare for the next one. But with but with Trump, it's just like every day with no, <laughs> with no break whatsoever. Yeah, which is why we are exhausted all the time. Oh, but about the sharing information thing. Yeah, um, so Trump shared information about ISIS with Russian officials at the White House. Um, and everyone was like, why? And he was like, I had the right to do that. And it was important to share that information. And everyone was like, why do you always make yourself look as bad as possible in any conceivable situation? <laughs> At least that's that's my question. <laughs> these are the real questions. No, these are the important questions. Um, even then, like, it doesn't necessarily mean he'll be kicked out of office, unfortunately. Um, and, like, a majority in the House of Representatives have to improve articles of impeachment, um... And the current makeup of the House favors Trump, so, like, 
25 Republicans would need to be persuaded to vote to impeach Trump, which kind of seems unlikely. Well, I mean, if we're talking about... Sorry, I just got a news from CNN. Oh god, what happened now? In a statement, Trump said an investigation will confirm that there was no collusion between his campaign and Russia. I look forward to this matter concluding quickly. In the meantime, I will never stop fighting for the people and the issues that matter most to the future of our country. And then in a brief statement, Robert Mueller said, I accept this responsibility and will discharge it to the best of my ability. Yikes. No, it was just Trump being like, oh, like, this is good because, you know, now that we have a special prosecutor, everything will be settled out. Everything will be settled quickly and people can get over this. Um, So, yeah. What I was going to say before the news alert was if we're talking about impeachment, that this goes back to like the whole investigation that's going on right now with a special prosecutor because the first and foremost issue that we have is the possibility that his he and his campaign colluded with Russia um, before the election even happened, which would be you know private citizens conspiring with a foreign government, which is very illegal. <laughs> that's all bad news, um, and so if this investigation does conclude that that happened that would be really that would be grounds for impeachment if the house turns against him but with a special prosecutor like i mean if they find if they do find actual proof and like actual conclude that this happened it's going to be a lot harder for the house to or just like republicans in congress in general to stick by him um i do think that there does Again, nothing is guaranteed, and I'm not counting on that, but there does become a point where it becomes a lot more difficult to stick by him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, this is bad. This is really bad. Ugh. That's my expert opinion on this. This is really bad. (laughs) Isn't that our expert opinion on everything? (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) That's completely valid. Yeah, but then there's, like, all this news about him leaking intel with Russia, um, and there were calls for action against him over that. But even if it's true that he shared this classified information, nothing he really did is technically illegal, because, like, as the president, you know, he has a lot more liberties than we do as common citizens, and he can technically declassify government secrets if he wants. Like, it's only classified if he says it's classified. I mean, that's not, like, really, but sort of. This is just a yikes moment. Yeah, this is... Because, I mean, it's also... It's not like he shared um, state secrets and intel about ISIS with Argentina. Like, of course it was Russia. Um, At the same time, this whole investigation is going on. So everyone's like, dear God, why do you do this? But, I mean, it would be very easy to sell why he's doing this if Putin is paying him. Which, by the way, Paul Ryan actually said. Did you hear about this one? What? No? Or, no, sorry, it wasn't Paul Ryan. It was um, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy um, who said, I think that Putin pays Trump. And then Paul Ryan was like, shh, 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 don't, don't say that. And then, like, made everyone else who was there. It was a group of Republicans who was like, don't tell anyone he said that. Um, which is so suspicious. And then um, the Washington Post was like, hey, you said this. And they were both like, no, we didn't. And then they were like, we have a recording of it. Um, and then they're like, oh, I mean, we were kidding. That was a joke. And everyone's like, oh, my God, 
why? Why are you like this? <laughs> that's Sorry, that's my new phrase. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, maybe they were kidding, but still, like, just own up to it. Just be like, ugh, we're dumb. We should just not talk anymore. Like, don't try to, ah, uh, hey. <sighs> but that's the thing is, like, if they were kidding, why would they have lied and said it never happened in the first place before? Why wouldn't they have just said, oh, what, that? That was a dumb joke. And they only said that after they found out there was proof it happened. No, 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 that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's very suspicious. Oh, and then the last, I think the last Trump thing that happened connected to this is, turns out, Comey has receipts. <laughs> what? Yeah, Comey, like, basically has the burn book from Mean Girls. Um, And after Trump fired him, he was like, oh, yeah, well, you did this, this, and this. And he, the big one was he had this memo from Trump ask, that asked Comey not to fire or to, like, investigate um, Flynn. Oh, right. Or, yeah, he was asking him to stop investigating Flynn because he was like, Flynn's a good guy. So you shouldn't. He's totally fine. Um, And Comey was like, dude <laughs> and so he kept this memo so the second that he was fired he like pulled out all of these receipts and was like suck it trump i'm editorializing but that's basically what happened wait that's actually really funny i know right <laughs> i mean that's my that's he said it more professionally than i did but that's my interpretation of what happened <laughs> i mean i feel like it's a pretty pretty valid interpretation I feel like if I had a really bad boss, I would also keep track of every bad thing that they did. So if I ever got fired or decided to leave, I could, like, provide evidence to new employers and everything like that. In a Twitter post on Friday, Trump said that James Comey better hope that there are no tapes of our conversations before he starts leaking to the press. It's just like, okay. Trump should just never use the word leak again. He just ruins all words. I feel like with Trump, it's just we're in this video game and we keep giving Trump and the GOP like all these extra lives because they keep messing up. So we just keep giving them, you know, revivals, but then they keep, you know, dying and wasting all their chances. And I don't know, I just felt like it was a good analogy to sort of describe the entire administration. In other non-Trump related news, um, Chelsea Manning, who we talked about before on one of our episodes, was actually set to be released from prison. Um, but she's still in not entirely free because there are, you know, some circumstances regarding her, uh, whatever, her release. Um, but TLDR was that she was sentenced to 35 years in prison because she leaked all of this information about the military. And then Barack Obama um, in January, at one of his last moves as president was, you know, granting... Um, releases to prisoners that he felt um, was justified. And so she was, yeah, so there was this whole big thing about it. And she has officially been um, set to be released from prison. Yeah, no, she's she's out. Um, she has been tweeting. She tweeted that she got some pizza, which honestly would also be my first move. Um, she seemed very excited about it. <laughs> I hope it was good pizza. And it wasn't like, like, I hope it was pizzeria pizza and not Domino's. Although Domino's is so bad, it's good. So I, you know, I'm not hating on Domino's. Yeah, I also enjoy Domino's pizza. Um, anyway, but no, I, she included a picture and it looked pretty good. You know, she's doing, doing good stuff. Yeah, she's thriving. 
but yeah, she just was released from prison today, um, May 17th. But as you were talking about, she is still technically in active duty um, in the army, which is interesting um, because instead of being discharged, she's been placed on quote unquote voluntary excess leave, um, which basically means that, like she's probably not going to be called to serve. Um, that seems very unlikely, but she is subject to military punishment, which is, you know, a different standard than um, basic civilian laws. Yeah, she also won't be paid a salary, and it's just she now has to be on her best behavior, so that's why she's released, but she's not as free as, you know, just a normal civilian because she does have to um, adhere to all these really high standards. This whole case of her sentence being commuted by President Obama um, is something that is very controversial, as you can imagine, um, because some people, I mean, just on the whole subject of whistleblowers, um, some people are like, these are traitors and they're people of betrayed state secrets and they should be um, sentenced to really high prison sentences. Um, some people say that they're heroes um, and that like they deserve to be honored not to be imprisoned. Um, the most famous example of modern or slash current whistleblowers are, of course, Manning and Snowden, um, who is still abroad and cannot return home or he will be arrested so there's that um and then there's people that are more in the middle but are still a fan of her sentence being commuted because like her particular case she was sentenced to a very um she was she was given a particularly harsh prison sentence um and also she is a transgender woman and has not been given adequate care for um her mental health and for gender dysphoria um and had suffered some from some suicide attempts while in prison and so at least for her personal health and like her personal life and well-being um it seems like getting out of prison is going to be very very good for her yeah definitely um it's definitely you know a huge personal improvement but i i was against her release and i'm still against her release so yeah do you want to share your opinion as to why yeah definitely um, do I think that she was treated unfairly in prison? Yes. Um, she also committed, almost committed suicide twice. Like, obviously she was not in, she was not being taken care of appropriately, um, when she was in prison. But just this whole, this idea of whistleblowing and I don't know, she was sentenced to 35 years and the fact that she got off. So I'm not going to say easily, but relatively easily, relatively, um, easily. It's just... I don't know, it just bothers me. And of course, like, I'm no expert on this subject. And I don't think I'm really actually entitled to an opinion. But um, I just don't think she should have been released because, you know, she did, st she still leaked, like, military secrets. And I just, I just don't know if it was treated, like, that aspect of it wasn't given enough emphasis as much as, you know, what she was suffering um, personally in prison like I thought that was you know taking precedent um and I thought you know maybe the two of them should have been weighted more equally yeah I don't have a lot of strong feelings about this particular question um because I mean if I felt strongly about everything I would explode so and then on the particular question of like whistleblowing and in general I mean I do think 
that there are certain things about like the sharing of confidential information that is beneficial to the public and like the U.S. government keeps secrets from its own people that maybe it shouldn't be that like it shouldn't not saying that it's illegal for them to keep secrets but like morally um but on the other hand there's also like when you share these kinds of things they put people in the armed forces at risk and there can be risks associated with it farther down the line because i mean once something is out there you can never take it back like the information is just public after that so as someone who has not personally analyzed every single piece of information that chelsea manning released into the world slash someone with the um, expertise to be able to fully understand the consequences of all of that um i don't have a particularly strong opinion on whether or not she her sentence should have been commuted but i am happy at least knowing that she was like significantly mistreated in prison um and that like i don't believe that because you've been that because you're in prison that you deserve to be mistreated like we have a justice justice system for a reason like the the punishment isn't is being behind bars it's not you know being forced to suffer like from extreme mental health duress um which i know is not what like that's also what you were saying i'm just putting that out there but um yeah so i i am a fan of that um and i also would have been like, in support of her just getting better treatment um, while she was in prison as well. But this is something that, like, I feel like has to be judged on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, I think I would have been happier, or not happier, but more satisfied, I guess, with trying to get better treatment while still in prison. Because, you know, if this, this, there is unfair treatment in prisons, and it's sort of a systemic thing, and the fact that you know, if we're doing this on a case-by-case basis and we're just, like, letting her go, like, that sort of sets a precedent for, you know, the future. So instead of sort of fixing the problem, we're just eliminating the problem, which I'm not sure is that great either. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for comprehensive prison reform as it is. Like, that I do agree with. Like, there's obviously significant issues in the system, both in how people get put into prison um, and what happens to them once they're there. So there's stuff all around that needs to be fixed, especially um, when you have a particular case like a disability or if you're transgender um, and like that the system is not designed to help you live your life at all. Yeah, the prison system is pretty messed up. Um, And my libertarian (laughs) view on this is if there were less laws, then there would be less prisoners and we would have less problems. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I agree with that in terms of stuff like drug laws and everything, because um, I think that what we've seen in terms of the way that the whole war on drugs and drug laws have been enforced has been done in a pretty racist manner um, and has put a lot of people behind. Like, you even think about people who are behind bars for marijuana and now it's legal in like half the country. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so messed up. Um, yeah. I mean, so many people were in jail for non-violent offenses and it was just like so oh it made me so angry i mean although this is technically a non-violent offense <laughs> okay <laughs> drug non-violent drug offenses okay <laughs> i know what you mean i just had to call it the semantics there <laughs> okay fair valid yeah and i mean then there are all the people who you know defrauded um 
the American people and contributed to the housing crisis and the Great Repression and all of these things who were just walking around scot-free. And so there's lots of double standards. Okay, let's let's calm down. <laughs> um, the housing crisis happened because the government was like, oh, everyone should have the right to, or everyone should be able to buy a house. And so then Wall Street was like, okay, well, we'll figure out how to do that. And then thus the housing crisis. I'm just saying there are some people that were involved in that that should have faced consequences who did not. Okay, yeah. I, I was like, I, if I make a vague enough statement, Jillian will have to agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were right. I know. I'll try to pull up some more specific examples when the, when we actually come around to that as a topic. Because, you know, housing, th- what a thrilling conversation topic. Uh, I love talking about mortgages. Honestly, like, I'm still, like, I understand the concept of a mortgage, but if I was ever, the day that I'm faced with actually having to get one is going to be a scary day. <laughs> I think I'm just not gonna buy a house until I can pay for it in cash, just because the idea of mortgages, like, freak me out. Okay, I highly doubt that, Jillian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although, I mean, if you end up being able to buy a house in cash, more power to you. You are clearly a mob boss, but that's fine. <laughs> Literally, yikes. So, in more superficial news, but let us have this. It's been a hard week. Oh, yeah. Retweet. We had we have the Miss USA pageant. So, you know, which normally I don't pay a lot of attention to and honestly did not pay any attention to this year either. But the winner, who was Miss DC, um, caused a lot of attention because the Q&A portion... Um, she had some interesting answers, including when she denounced the term feminist, um, saying that she prefers the term equalist, and also said that she thinks that healthcare is a privilege, not a right. Yeah, so basically, they asked McCullough in her final question, oh, do you consider yourself a feminist? Um, and she said that she preferred the term equalist, as Quinn just said, and then her reason was, I try not to consider myself this diehard, I don't care about men type. Women, we are just as equal as men when it comes to opportunity in the workplace. And firsthand, I've witnessed the impact women have had in leadership in the medical sciences, as well as in office environments. So yeah, after saying that, the internet exploded. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. Because I, just in the last episode, we were talking about this, and I was like, I don't require anyone to personally use the word feminist. Um, and I and I don't. And I, so even though, like I said, it like kind of annoys me, but it's her, the next part of that answer, which is, I try not to consider myself as diehard, I don't care about men type. Because the implication there is that feminism is man-hating, which is not what it is. And that, that part is so frustrating. <laughs> because it's it's one thing for her to, like, use what, whatever word she feels comfortable with. Like, fine. Like, you live your life, pageant queen. You seem cool. You're very pretty. Great. Um, but... It's the denouncing of this movement and a misunderstanding of what it is that's frustrating. I think this problem could have been easily solved if she just said, I don't really like to use the word feminist because it has this negative, untrue connotation about feminism being about man-hating, which it isn't. And I think that is a more acceptable response. Um, But she's just sort of like perpetuating the, uh, yeah, um, sort of permeating this not accurate definition of feminism, which is prop, pro- which is I think the problem. And uh, one of the other questions was, um, 
when she, she was asked whether healthcare was a right or a privilege. And she said, I quote, I'm definitely going to say it's a privilege. As a government employee, I'm granted healthcare, and I see firsthand that for one to have healthcare, you need to have jobs. End quote. Internet freaked out yet again. I think that with this whole question of like, is healthcare a right or a privilege? Um, is like, you have to keep, you have to finish that thought. And, and like, truly, I think the end of that thought is if you believe that healthcare is a privilege, it's like, well, then if you don't have a job, then you deserve to die if you get sick. I mean, I'm also very biased because I don't really think healthcare should be a thing, but that's just me and being whatever, having these libertarian ideal. But um, I can see why a lot of people hated her answer. But reading this, I don't think, like, the way it sounds, it just sounds so bad because she's like, oh, like, you only deserve to live if you can, if you have a job and, like, everyone who doesn't have a job, like, they're irrelevant. Um, But I kind of understand this from, like, a paying perspective, like an economic perspective. Um, As an employee, she's granted healthcare and in order to have healthcare, um, she needs, you know, she... She's paying. She's ascend- she is paying for healthcare. Like this isn't free. Like I think she's just against the idea that, you know, we should give free healthcare to everybody. It is interesting your characterization of this as the internet exploding, um, because there were a lot of people that were super happy about this, of course. Um, and a lot of conservative accounts were saying, like, this is incredible that she's saying all these things. Um, one person <sighs> I don't even know who this person is, but it was like, starts. she started dropping red pills, which is maybe my least favorite imagery. Um, if, and if you all haven't heard of this, um, is um, on a lot of conservative sites or genuinely like primarily alt-right, explicitly women-hating sites, um, talk about the red pill. Um, which is like in the Matrix with the red pill and the blue pill and the blue pill is the one you take to go back to your, your fantasy life and the red pill is the one like you take to know what's really going on. So it's the whole like the alt-right is what's really going on um, and they have the answers and they, they know the secrets. It's, you know, a lot of that kind of thing. And so the, he was like, when Miss USA starts dropping red pills about healthcare is how healthcare is not a right. And I'm like, please stop. <laughs> Why do you do this? And it's because she's just like a person, but she's just a, a private citizen who has opinions about things. And I mean, that's fine. And it, it gives us a place to start a conversation about these topics or for me to get annoyed about the word feminism. But I hate that, that just, that phrase, dropping the red, like, ugh, that just, that makes that's very cringeworthy. But yeah, when I did say that the internet exploded, I guess I kind of meant that the internet blew up over it, both both negative reactions and positive reactions. Um and there were definitely a lot of positive reactions, especially as Quinn was saying before from the uh, conservative side. The author Kristen Tate praised Miss USA for being a good role model for young women today, and she actually tweeted Miss USA is a wonderful role model. Leave it to the nasty, sneering left to attack her because she doesn't fit their narrative. Okay, why do all of these tweets have to be so derogatory? Like, this just emphasizes how split, you know, the American 
political party system is. And it just like makes me very upset. Um, and I think this, this idea of really intense partisanship um, is actually damaging to one of, at least one of the shows that I've definitely watched before, Jimmy Fallon, um, who is actually the namesake of our show Mixed Feelings, because on the previous episode, we were talking about Jimmy Fallon. Um, and I had said, oh, yeah, like, I have mixed feelings about Jimmy Fallon. And yeah, um, the rest is history. But basically, uh, Jimmy Fallon got a lot of criticism after he held that interview with Donald Trump. And at the end of the interview, he, like, ruffled his hair in, like, this, like, weird, playful, but very uncomfortable manner. Um, and the internet was like, oh, like, why are you doing this? Like, this is so bad. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you're taking this guy and you're, like, trying to make him seem more human, but he's really this awful person. Um, and I, Jimmy Fallon never really addressed it in public. And I think his whole argument was that his show isn't trying to make a political statement. It's just trying to bring people together. Um, but I think it's interesting that the way our, how we're looking at politics today, it's really actually almost beneficial for you to have a strong opinion on either extreme, um, because it gets you, well, I'm not going to say more supporters, but it, I don't know. You get less criticism, I think. The whole New York Times feature on this whole story kind of made me feel bad for him, um, which I did not feel bad for him before, but I was like, oh, journalism is working because I'm like, oh, this poor guy. But also, like, I was pretty annoyed when this whole thing happened in the beginning. Um, and, like, I was definitely not a fan and I thought it was harmful that he had Trump on his show and everything, and especially that he never addressed it, um, never said anything about it, even after the backlash kept growing. But I could also see, like, from the quote that he gave about how he wasn't trying to humanize him, he was trying to minimize him, um, which, like, I guess you could make that argument except for he won, so what's up, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know. He's he wasn't trying to do this hard hitting interview with Trump, right? Like if he was Oprah or something and he like like that would be a disaster. Um but were we really expecting Jimmy Fallon who hosts a comedy show to ask really hard hitting questions of the guy who would eventually become our president? Like I don't I don't know. Hey everyone, editing Quinn here. So what you didn't hear is that for the last several minutes of this conversation, our Skype connection was getting so bad that I could barely understand what Jillian was saying. And at that point, the conversation was getting so difficult and frankly so bad that we just had to cut it off. So I am sorry for a shorter episode this week, but hopefully I'll have this figured out and have better, longer episodes for you in future weeks. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for listening today. You can find us on Twitter at MixedFeelingsFM or at Relay.FM slash MixedFeelings. Um, you can find me on Twitter at AspiringRobotFM. And you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jillian Parker. Thanks for talking with me today, Jillian. Uh, thanks for talking to me, Quinn. I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jillian Parker. I'm Quinn Rose. And these were our Mixed Feelings. Oh, yay, we can argue about this. This will be fun. <laughs>